Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to today's podcast. We have Phil. I just met him in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago, and my boy Adam was like, you got to get him on the podcast, Paul. He's the real deal. So you're going to get to meet Phil as I go to get to meet Phil. We're, we're on a podcast together out, out in Las Vegas, but uh, he's a marketing expert, so really excited to, to bring him on to the program. What's up, Phil? What's up? Thanks for having me, man. Yes, sir. Well, uh, let's start before we get into your marketing business and all of that. Let's start with the Dave Ramsey plan, man. I was in the gym. It's like 6.30 a.m. And Adam's like, you got to get that Phil guy on your podcast. He's in baby step seven. If you follow, hey. if you follow Dave Ramsey, you know, baby step seven. That is awesome. So, so, so introduce yourself. I want to hear how in the world you got on baby step seven at such a young age. All right. Yeah, for sure. So it's it actually plays right into how I learned digital marketing. So uh, Phil Risher, uh, Flash Consulting. We're out of Maryland. We work with local service businesses across the country. We help them increase their sales and keep their schedules full. Uh, we're a consulting firm that does digital marketing consulting for businesses. Uh, but yeah, so so I guess I'll tell you the Dave Ramsey story. So basically, um, when I was 16, I overdrafted my account and I was going to church and my, and they signed us up for Financial Peace University. And I get on there and Dave Ram's talking about, you know, change your family tree, don't overdraft your account, all this stuff. And so it like hit me at the right time. And then when I graduated college, I had 30,000 in student loans and I moved into my dad's basement and I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I, I paid off my 30,000 student loans in the first year. I was just like living on rice and beans, like he says. And then after that, I saved up for the next two years and I saved about $60,000. Wow. And so when I was 25, I was, had $60,000. So I went and found a condo and bought it in cash for like 50 some thousand. It was a beater, you know, busted. Like I would say 60,000 bucks. It, it was in section eight housing, basically. <laughs> so then, so then all my, I, cause I live in Montgomery County, which is right outside of DC and a lot of. Really? Like, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you were in North Carolina. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm you're right outside of DC. DC, that's big money out there. Yeah. So to to everyone said, like, Phil, you're crazy. Like, there's no way that you're gonna do this. But so I did that. So then when I was 25, my wife is a kindergarten teacher. So all of our friends were like, Hey, how did you do this? Like, how did you pay off your student loans? How did you get a condo with cash? Like all this kind of stuff. And so that's I started a blog. And then with the blog, it was called Young Adult Survival Guide. It was basically helping people pay off their student loans, you know, do all this cool stuff. And that's how I learned like SEO, digital marketing you know, all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's basically how I did it. So why didn't, why didn't you go work at uh, Dave Ramsey's place over there in Nashville? <laughs> so, well, so I was working at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and mm -hmm. I was running like a local branch there. I went through their whole management trainee program. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to run a local service business. And when I left, um, I was, I was working at branch and then I was like, I want to go and do actual sales. So I went and sold fleet management services to local service businesses. And I was doing that at the same time I doing my blogging and the blogging ended up take, taking off pretty good. I was featured in like Forbes and CNBC and all those other places. I was doing like news interviews and just like going for all that. And so then I decided to leave enterprise and go and do that full time and just like, 
do like, I bought a school bus, funny enough, and made a little tiny home. And then I just traveled around with my dog all over the country and just like made videos and just like talked about doing cool stuff and, and money and all that. And um, so I stopped in, I was on one of Dave Ramsey's like personalities, one of their podcasts. And so I stopped in and met him and I went through his whole thing, but. Wow. Um, what, what personality yeah. was that? He was only there for a short amount of time. It was oh. like a, it, it was more of a relationship podcast that he had. It wasn't one of the guys that's there now. Okay. Like it wasn't John or John Deloney or any of those guys. Um, Chris Brown or. um. No, I know who you're talking about, but no, it wasn't his either. It was another guy. And when, um, when Adam and I were talking, he knew him. I, oh, I actually forgot his name. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Adam was talking to me about that guy too. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I, I did that. Then when I came back from, I was traveling and doing all this stuff. One of my clients that I sold fleet management to, he's a duck cleaning company. And he was like, Hey, maybe you could work with me as my director of business development. And like, he was like, you know, a couple million dollars in revenue. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll try it. I know enterprise, like running a local service business. I know digital marketing stuff. I know sales. So I went and worked with him. And then like in the first 10 months of working with him, his business just like went through the roof. His profit increase like 20%. It's a 25 year old business. Wow. And he's basically like, dude, you got to go work with other businesses and like be a consultant. Mm -hmm. So he, he actually named the company flash. Okay. That's my wife. My wife's name's Ash and my name's flat Phil. And then he's like, it should be called flash and like, go do it. Okay. That, that, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to, um, we're, we're rolling. Our audio, uh, podcast is listening to all of this and loving it. Um, I just awesome. started putting clips on social media and on you, on YouTube. So yeah. I'm good. Is it okay if I video record you for some oh, of those yeah. clips, if you say something good? Oh, absolutely. No pressure. Oh no, that's cool. All right. And for those of you listening, uh, if you're not following me on Instagram, check out green industry podcast over on Instagram. I've been putting these clips up there. And on YouTube, I've been putting them on, you know, on there as well. And, and so uh, ch check them out. So, Phil, <clears throat> I met you in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, I could tell that you, you knew a lot about marketing. My audience owns lawn care businesses. Some guys, um, you know, a lot of guys do lawn mowing. Uh, some guys own landscaping businesses where they do a lot of enhancement work. If you were to start a lawn care business today, uh, how would you market it and, and attract those ideal customers? Yeah, for sure. So um, BNI networking groups are really good. I don't know if if you're familiar with them, but I'm a part of a BNI and it's a home run for getting referral business from other local business owners or salespeople in the market. So definitely get inside of some type of networking group. It's a quick way to get leads. Um, and then I would also definitely obviously set up a Google business profile and start getting reviews on there. Once you get a decent amount of reviews in your marketplace, you can set up what are called Google local service ads. And typically like for the landscaping, industry specific, you can see the cost on Google. Um, but typically they're around like 12 to $18 leads, um, straight on Google, but you have to, you have to have a decent profile in order to be shown. Um, so that's good. And then I would also make sure that you're, that you have a solid or decent website or Facebook page or something with like before and after pictures, some simple call to actions, like, you know, get a quote or, you know, schedule an estimate or something like that. Um, but really if you're just getting started, I would say those are kind of the pillar things. Um, and then using some type of a CRM or some way to retarget your customers. Obviously, you want to sell them, you know, reoccurring services. But maybe if you're just doing like, you know, a cut and you don't actually get them on some type of a plan, having some way to like reach back out to them automatically, whether it's like through email marketing or text marketing or something, you want to have some components of that in the business. Going back to the um, Google business profile, 
Yeah. What's a good Google business profile? Uh, you know, somebody who's, who's established and trustworthy, what, what should they have on there? Yeah, for sure. So if you go to google.com slash business, you can either like set it up yourself or you can go in and, um, and find your, your account. But basically what you want to have is pictures on there. Um, Google has kind of like, they don't really share the algorithm, but essentially it's like having everything filled out that they want. So you want to have pictures, your phone number, um, your website, you want to, they do have an option to be posting on there. So you want to be able to post on there. Um, and then you want to respond to reviews and get reviews. 17% of the ranking is reviews. Wow. So coming up with the strategy for reviews. So like you could come up with, um, like a card kind of like this, like with the QR code and then have this, um, oh, hold on with, time out. How do you make a QR code like that? I'm seeing these everywhere. How do you make a QR yeah. code? Um, well, we have a video on our YouTube channel, but basically, um, you get the link that you want. And then there's a website called QR code generator dot com and you just go there put the url in, and it's going to make a qr code for you is that free or you got to pay for that no it's free yeah it's free um for landscaping specifically though you know a lot of times you're cutting and the people aren't home so it's kind of hard to get reviews so what we would recommend is if you use a crm or something else is you can even just text them afterwards you could text them the link and just say like hey everything looks good if you don't mind leaving me a google review it really helps new people find me Mm -hmm. That works really good or some type of an automated way to do that because, you know, sometimes people are not home or available. And what uh, quantity wise, what, what's if you're looking at a, a person, a home service based businesses, Google business profile, how many reviews, you know, would you say, OK, you're you're trustworthy? Yeah. Assuming so, they're good reviews, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, first off, what we found in the data is that about 97% of people are actually reading reviews before they decide to work with the vendor. So even if they get referred into you from someone else, they're going to Google you to try to get your phone number, and then they're going to read some reviews. And one stars or five stars, you want to be sure to respond to all of them. Uh, but the number of reviews that we found is it's typically when you go over 100 reviews, it kind of is like a threshold where just people perceiving it is like, wow, okay, they have a hundred reviews. That's really good. Um, ideally though, from a rankings perspective is that in your market, you could just do a simple search for like landscaper in and city and then see what your competitors have. And really you want to try to benchmark yourself against them because a prospective person is going to be looking at that and say, okay, this company has 30 reviews. This one has 40 reviews. Oh my gosh, this one has 200 reviews. Which one are you going to click on the 200? And so it's really more about how you're playing in your competitive landscape. But I always say like, shoot for as many reviews as you can get a good thing for this. Like if you've ever, you know, cut your friend's grass, your parents' grass, anyone's grass or done anything nice for anyone, like they would refer you. So basically a Google review is a referral. That's so good. <clears throat> In regards to the website, uh, Phil, or the, the Facebook page, uh, what, what are your tips uh, for getting those up to par? Yeah. So from a website perspective, there's a couple components to this, like search engine optimization is important on site. It's called on-site SEO. Um, there's some technical things that you can do, like make sure that your title tags, meta descriptions have your services and geo targets. That's a, you know, a little bit more technical, but as far as like the everyday kind of, you know, website, typically what we recommend is having some call to actions on there. A lot of times people just put like, get an estimate. Some other good ones are like a chat widget on your website that turns into a text option, which that allows you to get the lead off of those site. But then if you can't respond right away, it allows you to text them. So that way you can, you know, automate that process or have a CSR text them or work the lead. Another one that works really good is an estimate calculator. So if you see a lot of these um, big chains of like Mosquito Joe's, you know, whatever, True Greens on their website, they have a lot of like C pricing, but it's hidden behind some type of lead capture. 
And so if you can create some type of like an estimate calculator, that works really good because what we found is that when people go to your website, they want to know two things. How much is it going to cost and when can you do it? And so if you can try to answer one or two of those questions, maybe there's a schedule option, online scheduling, and then also an estimate calculator that turns into a lead. Those are really good tools to, to, to have on your site to convert website traffic into leads. That's fantastic. <clears throat> so who are some of your customers um, that you help with, with Flash Consulting? And you know, what, what's your uh, services? Like how, how do you help home yeah, service-based yeah. businesses? Yeah, for sure. So we do three things really good. We help create visibility for businesses. So like SEO, running ads, uh, business to business marketing. We do conversions, like when, when people get onto your website, actually converting them into leads. So some of those lead capture forms, things that I was talking about, we, we create them, monitor them, um, create automations. And then retargeting is the last one, which is all these prospects and customers are sitting in your database. Maybe they used to work with you or maybe they reached out to you at one point for pricing. We take all those people and then we create retargeting campaigns to go after them. So we do like monthly newsletters, text message marketing, email marketing, um, stuff to con continue to fill the hopper. So we work with you know, local service business all over the country. And we help them as kind of like an outsourced marketing team. The reason that we call it flash consulting and not flash digital is because we have consultants that work in the business with the business owners as almost like a fractional marketing team. And so it works really good, especially if they have a CRM, we go in and pull all the reports from a marketing perspective. And then we go back and we make decisions based off of their actual numbers. So we're not just like kind of guessing out here what's working. We're actually taking their data and making decisions off of it. Wow. That's so cool. And I met you at a Jobber event. So how, how did you yeah. get connected with, with Jobber? Yeah, so we have clients that use you know, Service Titan, Service Monster, House Call Pro, Jobber, all these different CRMs. And so um, I'm a part of the Facebook groups for a lot of these platforms. And I would chime in on different marketing questions. And so Jobber has you know people in there that ask marketing questions. And then I'll usually just add value. We have like a YouTube channel and blog posts and a lot of content out there to help people. And so I just try to add value. And so I was in the Facebook group and then Jobber saw my, you know, my, so my posts in their group. And then they reached out to me and were like, Hey, can you come out and be on our podcast? So it's really that organic, just adding value. Um, that's how I got in touch with them. Wow. That's super cool. What was your experience like out in, in Las Vegas? Uh, it was pretty ritzy ditzy out there, wasn't it? Where they put us yeah. up? Man, it was crazy. It was like super top tier. I had no idea like what was going on. Um, I didn't even know where I was staying until I got there. Like I didn't know the Wynn Hotel was like this really nice one. I just told my wife, I have a wife uh, and a daughter who's six months. And I was like, I'm just going out to Vegas, you know, to be on the podcast. <laughs> see you, see like, you later, wife and baby. I'm going to Vegas. That yeah, sounds yeah. kind of sketchy. And, and she's like, well, where are you staying? What are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Here's the itinerary. And then like, Literally when I landed, she's like, she like looked it up and she's like, this place is like really nice. And she looked up like how much it was a night and she's like, this is really nice. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here right now. This is crazy. So uh, my experience was like <clears throat> super, you know, top tier, like really, it was really good. Yeah. I was out at the pool because I, I was there for, you know, had, you know, a bunch of free time and some woman walks up to me with a tray of grapes. She's like, would you like a grape, sir? <laughs> And yeah, I said, my, no, where's my, where's my palm leaf? Can you call those people over, please? Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't know if they're going to charge me like 20 bucks for a grape because it was like, uh, I think it was 13 bucks for a bottled water, something like that. Uh, oh Erica Krupen was on the podcast with me that morning oh, yeah. and she's like, let's walk across the street and get, you know, get a at the ghetto gas station. And even at the ghetto gas station, it was six bucks for a bottled water. So I was like, oh, man, God. Vegas yeah. be, uh, uh but, you know, you're in the middle of the desert. You got to, you got to stay hydrated. So they hype up, yeah. jack up the prices. 
Yeah, it was crazy, but it was a really good experience. You know, I got to meet you, got to meet Eric, uh, Erica, mm-hmm. and Kruger. yeah, she was cool. Yeah, she has a really cool business. Um, and a lot of the people that were there, just like awesome, like good business owners. Yeah. So I met you and and, and uh, Judith and um, Adam. We did a podcast together, I believe. It was all a blur to me. I did three podcasts. And yeah. then who? what other episodes did you do? Yeah. So I did one about retargeting uh, past prospects and customers. And then I also did one about uh, website conversions and website like SEO, that kind of stuff. All right. Well, let me pick your brain about that then. Past yeah. customer uh, so, so, so people you have their email address or you've done work for them in the past, how do you retarget them? How do you, how do you, yeah. you know, uh, rekindle that relationship? What's your tips? Yeah. So he, this one actually just came up on a prospect call that we had earlier today. So this probably happens a lot to, to any business owner that's out there, but especially in the landscaping lawn care space, you get a call, like how much does this cost? And then you kind of say, well, I got to take a look at it. Or you give them like a ballpark number and they say, okay, well, let me talk to my husband. Let me talk to my wife and let you know, and I'll get back to you. And then the lead is basically dead and it's in their hands. So typically what we recommend is get their information. And you can say something like, Hey, I know you want to reach out to them. What I like to do is send you more of a formalized proposal or written estimate, and I can send it to your email. And that way you can have it when you're talking with them. And you know, then you can get back to me. What that allows you to do now is that you can follow up with them either via email or via text message if you say like, Hey, can I text this over to you? And then you can set up some automations so you can put them into a drip campaign or sequence and you can follow up with the lead. So that way it's not just a dead lead that's out there. So that's like one strategy that we talked about on the podcast. That's good. What do you recommend for like the, the email newsletters and stuff like that? Yeah. So, well, so we do that for clients, but Mm -hmm. if like for platform wise, you could use like MailChimp, Infusionsoft, um, active campaign, um, or even like in some some type of uh, CRMs, they have uh, these builders in there. Mm-hmm. But what we typically recommend is to have four things in those email newsletters. The first one that we typically recommend is that you have a, a recent like blog post or case study, something from your website. It could even just be like a page on your website and just sharing like maybe you do hardscaping or maybe do irrigation or, you know, mosquito spraying, fertilizer, whatever, like whatever is relevant to the time you share that kind of like a cross selling option. Then we recommend having a social media post in your newsletter, like a recent one that had a bunch of likes from the past month or something that had the most activity, then an industry specific thing. So like if you're in Atlanta, maybe like the top 10 things to do in Atlanta in, you know, whatever month it is or something else that has to do with the local space. Move. If the top, ten, top yeah, one thing yeah, to do in Atlanta, move. I'm trying to bust up out of here. Yeah. And I'm, then the fourth, thing, Atlanta. the fourth thing that we recommend is some type of a customer review or testimonial. So you could take a review from Google and then put it in there and then maybe like a picture of the service or something like that. And so your newsletter could be structured exactly like that. And then you can have a call to action. So whatever is a relevant call to action for you, um, it could be a referral, you know, Hey, if you refer us, you get whatever, or like it's time to do your fall, you know, maintenance or whatever the call to action is. And those newsletters work really good for engagement. A lot of our clients, like when we start with them, they're getting 10, 20% open rates, which is average. And we have some clients right now that get 70% open rates. And wow. we have one arborist that gets like 65, 70% open rates. So Wow. And what's your suggested frequency again for the email newsletter? Yeah. So typically for the for those types of open rates, you want to do once a month. Once a month. Um, okay. We have some companies that we work with that do twice a month, but like they're getting like 35, 40% open rates. Um, there are these subject line testers that we use, but basically they'll test your subject line to tell you if it's going to be open, like a good open rate wow. or not. And so we'll use those and then we'll create the nice content and then send it out. But um, for if you're a business owner and you're trying to do some retargeting, 
the newsletter is a really good option, especially for cross-selling and getting in front of, if you have, you know, hundred people, thousand people, it's really good to do that. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. Your mower blades are sharp, the whippersnipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description. Are you tired of struggling to explain price increases to your clients? Look no further. The Green Industry Podcast has got you covered with our price increase letter template. Simply download, customize, and effectively communicate your price adjustments with ease. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com today and take control of your pricing strategy. Yeah, well, you're preaching to the choir here, but but to you guys listening and don't have an email newsletter going, you know, I, 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 I highly recommend it and, you know, personally do it. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we do too. <clears throat> On the website conversions, that's a very, very interesting uh, topic. What, what are some, and again, we, we got lawn care businesses selling weekly lawn mowing. Uh, some guys are selling fertilization and weed control. Some guys are selling mulch, sod, pine straw, you know, yard remodels, th- things of that yeah. nature. How do we get sales or, you know, what, what, how, yeah, do we, yeah. how do we convert a website visitor into a paying customer? Yeah. So our benchmark for website traffic into leads is 10%. So if you get a hundred people to your website, you should shoot to target 10% of those people can turn into leads. And so the, the, there's a couple different ways that you can convert leads. Um, if you have a CRM like Jobber, for example, they have online scheduling. So you could set up a opportunity to do estimates and then you could set up online scheduling with Jobber or whatever platform you could use Calendly or something else and just have something where people can schedule an estimate online. And then this would alleviate the process of you going, you know, calling them, you know, back and forth, whatever. The other thing that you can do is let's say it's like irrigation or mowing or whatever. Um, on your form, you could have like an estimate form that people could fill out where you allow them to upload pictures of their lawn. And so like with the arborist I was telling you about, this helped streamline their process so much because when they uploaded a picture of their tree, then they could easily give them a price on pruning or whatever. They didn't have to actually go out on site and do the estimates. They could just take a picture of it and look at it. Now, I know, you know, you could look on Zillow and all that stuff to find their, find their information, but this is just another way to gather some relevant information. Um, another thing is if you do like irrigation or other more high ticket items, you could create um, like a full on... Um, 
buyer's guide or some guide to irrigation in Atlanta, for example. Mm -hmm. And then you could give that behind, they put in their, their email and then they get this guide of it's the complete guide that you created, for example, that one works good. And then the last one that this is the bread and butter is like creating an estimate calculator because estimate calculators are what everyone wants. Mm -hmm. They want to know how much it's going to cost. And even if you give them a range after the fact, Mm -hmm. it's a really good way to convert website leads into uh, website visitors into leads. That's good. I was recently on Kelly Blue Book. I uh, shout outs to Dave Ramsey. I <laughs> got rid of my uh, previous vehicle and got got a nice uh, truck in cash, baby. Hey. I think I shocked the guy, Phil, because I go there. I text them. I was like, I read a book about negotiating from a forget what it was called. Something about negotiating. It, it was an yeah. audio book I listened to a while ago. Um, man, what was that thing called? Um. But anyway, this guy used to negotiate like when they would take Hostage someone hostages. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. be like, I'm going to, you know, do this to this person unless you give me $5 million. So I, I, I just followed his tactics. I did everything he said to do. And, and the last thing he says to do is like, give him a number like that's really an odd number. So they think like that's all the money you got left. So I was like, if you can get me at this price, I'll come get it right now. And, fi- and the guy's like, I talked to him, kept talking to his manager. Finally, like, I can do it for that price. So I went to the bank and got a cashier's check for that <laughs> amount. So they couldn't pull nothing because if they don't take it, I'm leaving. Yeah, so I love I, it. So, so I go there and he's like, you want to test drive it or anything? I was like, no, I'm good. I was like, here's the check. And he's like, he didn't know what to do because I wasn't financing it. I wasn't negotiating. I was like, you want the check? And he's like, sure. And he you know, went in, got me the keys five minutes later and I'm out of there. I, they were all like, Dude, shocked, that's awesome. you know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, but anyway, I had a question. Yeah. You, you're, you're in this world every day, all day. What's yeah. the biggest mistake you notice somebody making in their marketing strategy? Yeah. So what I would say to this is a lot of times people think that, oh, I just need to get better marketing or better leads and that's going to grow my business. And, um, there's a really good book out there from Donald Miller and it's like the six ways to grow your small business. He just came out with it. Uh, but basically what he talks about is like your business is an airplane and the pilot is you and the engines are your marketing and your sales and the wings are your products or services. The body is your, your team, your overhead. And then the fuel is the gas. The, the fuel tank is your cash flow. excuse me. And so basically what I see is a big issue is that a lot of times people are just running from marketing channel or marketing to marketing to marketing instead of focusing on growing their business holistically. Um, from a marketing perspective, the biggest issue that we find is that, again, people are running from ad channel to ad channel. They're not actually building a brand in the marketplace. And so there's a really good book out there called Marketing to the Affluent based from Dan Kennedy. Basically, what he's talking about is just like building a solid brand for your business. That way, you're not just running around from ad channel to ad channel trying to find the next best thing, but really truly building a solid brand in your marketplace. That's great. Dan Kennedy's from Ohio, my home state. Oh, okay. I yeah, love Dan Kennedy, man. He's he is in my in my opinion, and and you're the expert, not me. In my opinion, if he is he has the best marketing, it's just meat and potatoes uh, marketing material. You mentioned Donald Miller. What are some other books or audio books that yeah. you would recommend uh, specifically for marketing and business? Yeah, for sure. So Donald Miller, he has a book called Story Brand. Awesome, awesome book. Um, highly recommend that one. They Ask You Answer uh, by Marcus Sheridan is an awesome book for content creation. Like if you're thinking about making content like videos or blog posts and you don't know what to talk about, if you read that book, I promise you it will change your mindset about what you're creating because it's it's amazing. Um, speaking of, of uh, Dave Ramsey, in business, 
books specifically, there's a book by Mike McCallick called Profit First. And that book is amazing. It's transformed my business, transformed a lot of my clients' business. And it just really helps like from a budgeting perspective, what Dave Ramsey does for personal finance, this basically does it for your business. So it's a really good book. Um, there's a there, E-Myth 2.0. You, you, I'm sure you probably heard that one from Michael Gerber. Um, yeah, those are some of the most recent ones that I could, that I would recommend for sure. It's, yeah, those, those are all, all good. And that yeah. Dan Kennedy marketing to the affluent, I'll have to, most of his books that I have on audiobook are like, they, they have BS, like no BS to this, no yeah, BS to it's that. This. It's this Let one. me see yeah. it. Okay. So no BS marketing to the affluent. So, so there's a guy in the home service space named Tommy Mello. I don't know if you know him or not. Tommy. Um, he's basically the, he's building a 200, well, he's over $200 million garage door company. Oh yeah. I've heard about this guy yeah, yeah. down in uh, Phoenix, Arizona or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, A1 garage. That's it. Yeah. 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 I've, I've heard so, all about him. Yeah. So he swears by this book and, and um, a lot of, a lot of other stuff, but he always references this book, which is, which is why it's top of mind for me. But yeah, he's a good, he's, he definitely knows his stuff really good. Yeah. I'm going to have to see if I can listen to that. I'm, I've got a trip to Louisville, Kentucky, six hour drive next week. And I don't know what audiobook I'm going to listen to. So maybe I'll have to see if that one's on audiobook. Um, oh yeah. It's really good. You'll, you'll really, really like it. Cool. Really like I'll, it. I'll check it. I might actually have it in my, I keep buying 12 <laughs> credits for audible and then yeah. I'm like, I, I download audiobooks and I don't listen to them cause I, I should. So I'll, I'll have yeah. to check um, that one out. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode with Phil, part one. That means we got part two coming up on tomorrow's program. And uh, Phil is just warming up. I'm over here taking notes and and definitely looking forward uh, to part two on tomorrow's program. I want to let you know, um, as we wrap up today's show, that I have some exclusive resources for you over at greenindustrypodcast.com. We have a landscape contract that's very thorough, multiple pages that was written by an attorney uh, to cover you uh, if you're doing a landscape job. I was talking to a listener who recently did the biggest job of his life, uh, an installation, uh, will tear out in an installation and hooked him up with the landscape contract template, the you know, plug and play um, to basically protect your butt in case something goes south in the project and just, just to be professional, just to have it in writing. So this is a template. You obviously want to customize it and, and, you know, plug and play your information in there where it says insert here, you know, insert your customer's address and, and things of that nature. Um, and the dates where, you know, the payments are doing everything you're going to have to, you're going to have to put your personal touch on it, but the bones we, you know, where it's established, if you're going to go pay an attorney to write something like this, they're going to pay, you know, you're going to have to pay them a few hundred dollars an hour. And easily this could be over a thousand dollars for a, a document this thorough and, and, um, you know, excellent, uh, we have that for you um, at a tremendous discount over at greenindustrypodcast.com. Huge savings rather than going to an attorney for yourself to, to write those um, contracts. And also we have our ever popular price increase letter. Um, if you want to spike your prices up, we have um, basically if you, if you want to uh, hike your prices up, there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And so we've taken the guesswork out. Just go to greenstreetpodcast.com and grab the price increase letter. Um, it is straightforward. It is so simple and concise, and it works. When I was in Dallas at VidSummit, um, George Powery was sitting next to me and, and his wife, and they were just talking about how much money they've earned because they used my price increase letter and sent it out to their customers, doing the same amount of work, but making a whole bunch more money because the, the letter's effective. So um, you can grab those, um, the landscaping contract, the price increase letter, at greenindustrypodcast.com. 
Well, thanks for listening to today's show and I hope to catch you on the next episode, uh, part two with Phil coming up tomorrow. The Know Your Numbers training program is the shortcut to financial freedom that I wish I had. You see, success requires more than us just working in our business. We must learn how to work on our business. And in the Know Your Numbers training program, you'll learn how to stop burning cash so you can learn to make all your services truly profitable. You can bid with total confidence that each job you sell mean more profit in your pocket as you build long-term wealth. Because we're going to teach you how to start paying yourself as the owner of the business the right way. You can grow a healthy business as we identify and track your cash flow for continuing success so you can stop losing sleep over financial details as you gain the skills to delegate the tough number crunching activities as a lawn care business owner. And never chase those unpaid invoices again. We'll teach you how to streamline your billing into a hands-free process. So we will cover all of this and so much more as John Pajak and I are the teachers in this e-training program. It's called Know Your Numbers. It's available at our resource center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.